0: podcast
1: Is there knowledge that the trees have that I don't have? Absolutely. Yes. And who am I to say that I am dominant over them or that I should dig things up because I know more about the ecological relationship? No, I, I'm honoring that. And I'm what, what the thing is that we can do is really listen deeply because when we do, we will hear what is for us.
0: Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier. Thank you for being here today uh, with the Liberated Healer podcast. And today I have Yael Green. Welcome. Thank
1: you. It's great to be here. It's great to be in your energy and the sun coming through. We're back oh,
0: yeah. Well, y- Yael, you're a hybrid human, which is something that we definitely need to get into and kind of explain yeah. to you, my listeners, sure. because that's something I actually don't know a lot about. Um, with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade so please get into some of your healing and a little bit of explanation mm. that is very very curious and would would love to hear how you communicate that yeah. to humans. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: we will say that everyone has a bit of hybrid nature in them because none of us are actually from here right we we all have connections and specific dna from all of our other galactic origins right we all have that and when we speak about dna it's really what we're made up of right i mean when we break down all of our parts and we look at the minerals and every all of our composition we're made of the entire galaxy and when you think about that it really I mean, the this podcast is called The Liberated Healer. I mean, and with when we're talking about liberation, finding these ways to be in your body or be in the environment or be in this life that can actually allow you to feel the immensity of what you and who you actually are, I think is important for us to sort of reset back to that. You know, it's that, it's that breath that like reminds us that even within the focus, we are everything because literally we are physically made of everything that the galaxies are made of. All of those atoms, all of those elements is what we're made of. So that's one pretty incredible. So when we, when I talk about hybrid human, I I use that as a term because I think it's helpful in understanding, for me, the context of why I am here. And I think we're all curious, like, why are we here? What's What is it about this planet? Why are we here? The blue planet, because I will say that because it is mostly a water planet. But for me, it's a very specific purpose. For everyone it is. But for me, I'm not here to necessarily work through any of the karmic Impact that occurs on the planet. There's no, uh, nothing I'm supposed to get into to unravel and work through. My position here, first of all, because I have been on this planet for 50 linear years, was to sort of lay a foundation and lay a groundwork so that not only the earth, but everyone upon it can start to because when I think when I was born in the 70s, we didn't talk about trauma work. There was no neuroplasticity. There wasn't any, I mean, there was just like, you know, but we weren't prepared for it. We didn't have the capacity to understand it and to hold it within our cellular framework.
0: Yeah, and if you talk about it, you would you would get kind of thrown aside and called crazy very quickly. People weren't ready to have that conversation.
1: That's, that's exactly it. And that's okay. I mean, that's okay. Because now we can see that there wasn't a readiness. And in order to have that readiness, we have to go through these, and this has happened for millennia, you know, but we had to go through these shifts and changes in our structure and in the actual environment that we're around, when I think about you know the the seventies and the eighties and growing up during that time, the environment felt different, certainly were a certainly the frequencies that we're around right now, everything is very quick. were the thought of being able to talk to someone on a computer was crazy, right? so yeah. there was a level of frequency that we had to adjust to. Because literally, if when we say that's crazy, it's because nothing in our system can handle that. So we shut it off in our brain so that those signals don't go down to our nervous system and say, that's crazy, stop. You don't need to feel that. But the moment that I can possibly orient myself to... Something other than what I've known starts to shift my framework. That is neuroplasticity, right? That moment that I can open up to a possibility, to an awareness. And we say once we have awareness, that's when the healing journey begins. That moment,
0: right? So neuroplasticity is basically getting yourself into a state where you can accept other things. It's just having that. I think
1: that is one, there's a million definitions, and I think that's one that fits for right now. Could I go, we could go into the science of it and tell you yeah. what's going on, but I think this really helps to make it something that uh, somebody can, that doesn't know anything or care anything about the nervous system can understand. Because they can remember like, yeah, that moment when I felt like I had a possibility of moving out of this relationship, or I had a, a new, that That one moment, we've all had that, you know, we've all like, Oh, yes. When you were in a situation, that moment where you saw a possible shift in that situation, like you were at work and you never thought there was any other job that you could have. And all of a sudden someone came up and said, you know what? I've got, so like, I've heard about this. And even if you end up not being that or doing that, that moment of, wow, that, that spark. That is an opportunity for neuroplasticity to change your life, to change how you move in this form, in this body, on this planet. When that happens to me,
0: I I process physically, mm-hmm. so when I do feelings, I I can feel it moving through my body, and I actually burp. It's really it's not fun. Oops. Mm-hmm. I have to remind people, oh yeah, that's just me getting rid of the energy I popped off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah. even when I go into mm-hmm. these other shifts. That are dramatic changes. Mm-hmm. I can feel it tingling all the way through my whole body and in the center of my back and mm-hmm. so I don't know if everybody processes physically, or if it's just I'm super sensitive, but maybe it's everybody probably does it differently. But wow, I can just feel it shifting so much inside yeah.
1: everyone describes it differently. Everyone has a perception of it differently, but it has to process through the vessel. If it didn't, we're only consciousness. We came into this body to feel exactly what you're talking about, to feel how consciousness feels. Otherwise, we like don't know. How does consciousness feel? I don't know. Oh, consciousness feels zingy or but so everyone has a different perception
0: and language to talk about it with. But yeah, everyone does feel that. Otherwise, it would just be in the ether, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But if we don't process it and go, oh, I remember how this feels. I need to. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because now you yeah. you heard, I was saying the other day, you you remember how people feel. You don't remember exactly what was said, mm-hmm. but you remember how that person made you feel or that thing made you feel. Because mm-hmm. words are tricky and you, the little the details go away. But how did you feel on that moment? How did it feel when you came on the podcast and we connected for a second? How did, what was that feeling? Was it calm? Was it sweet? Was it right? You, anxiousness, whatever. So yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm getting what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, and I,
1: that's the exciting part of why, and I think why we are here in this body is to have that experience and see how we can shift what's around us, who's around us, how we create this web of a matrix so somehow we decided to create a house that looks like this behind me, right? This room. But I have any possibility of creating once I know how I feel. So what if I like went up to that metal hay wall hanging and saw like, how does it make me feel? Ah, yeah. Is this something, do I want to create something else from it? When I go to my job, how does this make me feel? Do I want to create something different? Do I like this? Do I want to shape it? And that's where our power comes in, as human beings, is that we feel, and then we get to shift and change, and can create whatever we want to look like on the
0: outside.
1: Hopefully, that, that makes, makes
0: sense. Because you're we're born into a certain sen- uh, sense of you know a grouping of humans, yeah, and me may- Their lifestyle doesn't fit your lifestyle, right? As you get older and you prefer X or that. When I look at something, it's like that. Oh, I just, that doesn't resonate with me. And so you can grow and start to slowly pick what resonates with you. uh, Yes. In your soul, right? And then you become that individual, even though you were born to maybe a whole different kind of. (laughs) or. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully. I mean, in
1: the best of all worlds, you'd have caregivers that supported that, that created an environment that allowed for that exploration, but also held space so that there was a at- healthy attachment to come back to. So that even when you're out there and you're like, wow, I love the way this feels. I love this. And you come back and we all know there's been pl- there's plenty of caregiving families like, you shouldn't do that. What you should do is be an accountant. Not that there's anything wrong with being an accountant. And all of a sudden that pattern has overlaid what you're excited about, what's vibrating through you, which is exactly what you described before, what's vibrating through you. So sometimes it's the work of being able to see the overlays that are dampening the vibration of yep. who your soul is and how you get to experience that on this planet. So that's part of the quote-unquote trauma work is that we go back with this excitement and then we're shut down. Or we're, yeah. they're like, yeah, that's amazing. Tell me more about it. I can't wait to hear about it. And then that's the space
0: they hold. And going back to like 70s and 80s and things like that, I remember you would say something and then people would say, you're never going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Or no, like that... I mean, I just, I remember so many different things. Like I, you know, I just was this inspirational, like I call you know, curious Gina running around all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to do that. And people are like, no, 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 you're not. Why do you keep changing jobs? Gina? why do you keep changing things? Like you should just pick one thing and stick to it. I was like, for my whole life. <laughs> <Trusty>. <laughs> like,
1: all
0: right, now I want to learn how to do that, but I don't want to do that my whole life, you know, but maybe that's also a little bit of like conditional programming for the environment as well. And, and they have that programming right from their parents and a different time. And it was like, and now they're just kind of taking that hat off and putting it on their kids and and things like that.
1: Yeah. There's, I always think of uh, this amazing, it's the band called sweet honey in the rock. And they have a song about your children are not your children. They're the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself it's like we're just the the caregivers like these kids are life coming through longing to understand itself that you're just the steward of this of life teeming through a being you're not a parent you're a steward of life and that's oh, well. a whole other responsibility
0: it's a steward of life and you know I had a recent experience where a parent really could not see the negative in their child at all. And this child was grew up to be quite a, a, an alcoholic, you know, and a sweet soul, but they couldn't even have that conversation with that child about their problem. And they would even also help them hide it type thing. So what kind of energy, I mean, like real world things that are happening right and if you're calling it a, a steward of life like and you see that somebody has gone down that road i mean you just don't, just don't pray for them and be like well i hope i hope what you find you know you know some better i'm just wondering yeah yeah stuff what kind of recommendations do you have
1: It's a, that's a great question. I think that's when we get into some of the gray area of what it really means to be human and the contracts and agreements that we make between each other. And so could there, so so we've got this beautiful statement that I just made. And now we're going to go into some of the little pieces of it. Are beings coming onto this planet? to help others that have agreed upon to help others move through some of their patterns? Do we really know? And so that comes from like, is it our job on the outside to judge anyone else's agreements or relationships or know how they're supposed to go? Because that is so intimately between them. I mean, I, could there have been that this being, who is the child of this parent, agreed to have this experience with okay. them? Yeah. To be that co-relational experience that some somehow may shift or change. And it's almost as if we have to honor those. It doesn't mean that we're looking to, you know, I, we could even go so far as, is it our place to even stop? a murder another questions but certainly you know these kinds of questions like there is there are agreements and our job is to create a supportive environment for possibilities to occur not direct them because we know that the intelligence of consciousness is so beyond our own mind that there's a knowing of what will occur that we have to allow space for and I think that's the deep respect of not being controlling and hierarchical as a human over and domineering over all of the species or all of the beings. Is there knowledge that the trees have that I don't have? Absolutely. Yeah. And who am I to say that I am dominant over them or that I should dig things up because I know more about the ecological relationship? No. I, I'm honoring that. And I'm what, what the thing is that we can do is really listen deeply. Because when we do, we will hear what is for us to do. We'll hear that from the all the beings, the trees, the water, all of the elements. And we'll also hear that when we're observing the situation that you just talked about. And we ask, like, what is my place? We ask our consciousness: What is my place? What is my service? How am I to serve? And I know for some people, that can sound very religious. There's a reason why religion has adopted all of these phrases because they are
0: powerful in themselves. How am I to be of service? Yeah, I love that. You know, that's a great reminder, and I appreciate that because that's one that just, you know, you have to repeat over and over again. you don't want to be judged. And mm-hmm. so you don't want to, you shouldn't be judging as well. You know, oh. it, y'all know it hurt. It sucks to be judged by people. And then we go and do it to other people, yeah. you know, and it, it is a pattern now as humans that we're, we mm-hmm. do the the lesser, if we can continue to have awareness of that and just to kind of, like you said, stop ourselves. I love that. Like, how can I serve in this situation? in in a, in a, in a positive light. And what is my contract with that, that group or that person, am I supposed, you know, and that's what you have to get really clear on. And that's where I think for me can be challenging.
1: Yeah. I think for everyone getting clarity is, is hard, especially with all of the noise happening. There is a lot of noise around us. So getting clarity you know, we wonder, like, so many people are craving ritual and ceremony because those are spaces that allow us to move away from the noise enough to gain clarity. All of the the ceremonies that we see that, that have been passed out, those allow us to go into spaces to see beyond what is coming through, to get really quiet. In our consciousness, someone asked this question to me the other day. Well, how do we stop the, the mind from talking? And I always say that there, we're not the mind should talk. It needs to tell us things that are important, but we can also have access to a lot of other different voices and everyone have a seat at the table. So the mind can have a seat at the table, the ego, the consciousness, the heart. And so when everyone has a seat at the table and we, we've taken all these fragmented pieces of ourselves and put them back together, the mind doesn't sound so loud because it's not the only one at the table. So it's not shutting things down. It's actually integrating and being aware and saying yes to everyone and bringing them all together and finding out what they each need and how they can each hear each other. It's the same thing. Like how do, when you hear someone's story versus just seeing them, It's a whole different thing when you've heard someone's story and you've sat with them deeply to listen to a story. You know a whole different person than when you just see a picture
0: on Instagram. Absolutely, and then, I mean, we have these deep emotions though that are attached to all these lessons and contracts and things like that that are, they yeah, the bee just flew in, but oh. <laughs> community. Those those bees, they love community. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It, how do you address like very deep emotions in this in, in this energy work or philosophy? You know what I mean? And is there a place for these emotions? You know what I mean? The, yeah. so I think That's where there's it's a disconnect with these conversations sometimes with healers because they're yes. like, yeah, you know, just move towards whatever excites you. And but I'm having you you have to deal with some kind of like very situational trauma and pain like you talked about.
1: Yes. You know, I, I completely agree. There's there's not the answer of just just go to the light. That isn't that isn't the case. Right. The emotions are. Help are we couldn't be in a human body without having emotions. Because what it does, one, is it allows us also to connect physically to our bodies because we feel emotions. Our mind actually doesn't feel emotion, right? Our mind is like a computer. It takes in information, it puts it in boxes. When it sees a pattern that looks like another pattern, it connects to it and says, oh my gosh, that's that pattern. Now do this action. So that's the only thing that the brain does through the nervous system. So I was in the, say I was in a car accident and the car was coming towards me. The next time the brain then translates that, puts it in there. Great. Okay. We've got to watch out for that. It watches out for those same scenarios until you repattern to say, not every time a car is coming at you, is it going to hit you? So we've got that. But what happens is when I'm in the car accident, all of a sudden I'm afraid my body tightens and I stop breathing, and possibly I get hit, and everything that I start to feel of like, am I, what's going to happen? Am I going to, all of that turns into those fear emotions, those all those emotions, and hook into the actual patterning of the event in the nervous system. So they allow us to decide, is this important enough, right? I can have an emotion that is very minimal, or I can have a large emotion. So there's this ability to regulate them based on the situation. How would we feel ecstasy? Would we miss feeling ecstasy? Would we miss feeling like grief when our best friend left to go live in another country? Like, of course, those are things that the emotions allow us to feel how important life is yeah like, i don't have any feeling about this headset that i just picked up <laughs> but i do have a feeling when i look at my pup down here just by looking at her oh yeah I, I like we feel i was like oh yeah i can feel it in my heart so that allows us to live it's the right regu- being able to regulate them And being able to disconnect them and separate them from patterns that aren't happening anymore. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, for example, if take abandonment is a huge thing where people, you know, trauma, especially in childhoods, right? And so, if they have some sort of big, big abandonment when they were a child where they, they felt unsafe, uncared for, and all that stuff, right? And then, something uh like a, a separation happens older in life in a love relationship or some a friend you lose a friend or something like that mm-hmm. so you're saying that you're we we go to that box in our brain part mm-hmm. of it goes box in the brain and mm-hmm. even though maybe it wasn't the same scenario but we go back to that same feeling and then we just kind of reprocess that sometimes
1: yeah so for example my dad died when i was 12 tragic story Never got to... Once he was buried, we never talked about it again. Once. We talked about it once. So there's never any place to feel any of the emotions. And so, done. Done. Moved on. Compartmentalized it. Uh The body took on whatever shape it was going to take on from having to hold those emotions stagnant and stuck. Yeah. Because they didn't move through, right? So... Maybe I always have neck pain, but its they're going to stay in my body somewhere. Because that's where emotions go, is they go into the muscle tissue and they shape it. They shape their body. Otherwise, that's why we all look differently. We all look differently because we have different life experiences. So now, not only am when I'm, you know, now 50 years old dealing with neck spasms constantly, when I deal with like a parent, like my mother who never talked to me about this ever, That's like, oh, yeah, that's always coming up. But now it's causing all sorts of other health issues. But it's also, had I been allowed to say, this makes me really sad. I'm scared. Like, what are we going to do? He was the one that, like, to go through everything that a 12-year-old or anyone is going to go through with it and be heard and held and said, I know it hurts. And you're safe. And you can tell me for as long as you need to. How you feel, and you're still safe, and I'm still gonna be here. I'm not leaving. And you can have as many emotions
0: as you need. Yeah, I went to the gym this morning, and I (laughs) it was a really heavy workout, and I walked out, and I just started bawling. Like absolutely, that definitely. And I was like, why am I crying in the gym? But I must have worked out some sort of, or you know, the emotion that was connected to some tissues of that.
1: Yes. And so that's the thing when we even like, when we, people like meditation is the best thing. It might be for some people, it might not, because sometimes when some people sit still, what's happening in their body starts to become so unbearable, they go into overwhelm. Or sometimes when people start to work out, it's such an intense work. or, you know, we don't know what the body's going to start to uncover as you start to Move the body and move the tissues. The movement of the body or the stillness of the body really can bring up a lot of these uncharted emotions that never got to be processed. But so, had I gotten to process this, then now I wouldn't have had that. Anytime I say I watched a TV show that had a father that was, you know, dying, that might not affect me as much because I was like, oh, That's not my father. That's tragic, absolutely. Because my brain doesn't think that my brain knows, like, it did happen to you. And we're okay. There's not an emotion that's hooked into the pattern. We've separated them out. And that's the important piece. So
0: can these create some of the illnesses that we have? Or, I mean, are they just, you you happen Mm -hmm. to get, like, colitis or, you know, something. But are they... Almost always connected to symmetry or half and half? We're half
1: can be because any shift in the physiology, the cellular matrix of the body, how much hydration is in the cells, the information that the cells are getting, if they get information that says, wow, this was an accident, you're you have all these feelings, the cells hold that feeling. The cells hold that information. So if they're, I get it, like we can, I have a Western medicine background. I have a doctoral degree in physical therapy. So yeah, like we could explain that from the point of view, but have we seen chronic illness healed from Western science? We have not. It has only gotten worse. Could they set a broken leg? Absolutely. But the rest of this is, what is what's causing these changes in the body? Well, something happened, and incidents have happened to it that are making our physiology shift so that it can't process more things that are coming in even because it hasn't even processed what changed it to begin with. I mean, that's eat <laughs> secret. oh gosh, yeah that's oh, really. a, that's where we start to liberate. The parts of ourselves, the physical body, the energetic body, the emotional body. So liberating these things from the patterns that have been in there doesn't mean that we're pushing them away. We're not detoxing them. We're becoming aware, listening, accepting, integrating. Because we don't need to detox. The body does this just fine. And far be it for us to think that we know how to detox the body. It's so egotistical for us to even think that we have the capacity to understand how to do that. You don't tell your heart to beat. You'd be dead if you had to. If all the processes that were happening in my body, if I had to regulate them and tell them, we'd never last.
0: The body's intelligence okay, is so smart. It's so I smart. Love it. There's so many products on the market about detoxing and it's overwhelming, you know, it. you know yes our body knows how to do this naturally we have to set up the environment for it we have to accept it we have to have compassion look at like each little cell and and how can i help you little cell you know yes oh yeah i got yes i had some sort of you know you start to look at your body maybe do a scan of the body and Mm -hmm. see what oh, I always have a bad shoulder or, right? And what am I carrying there, right? Or And how can I
1: talk to that shoulder and reconstruct my language around it? I always have a shoulder that is speaking to me. But what is it saying? What is it saying? It's speaking to you. We've learned to call it a bad shoulder. This is Western medicine because they want to heal it and they want to give you a ton of pharmaceuticals and charge you a bunch of money to do it. But if I could listen to what it has to say, it's speaking to you. Pain is speaking, the body speaking to you. It doesn't have to get that bad. It's just that we don't listen. It actually subtly speaks to us if you're really deeply listening. But we pass well, that I, point usually.
0: I just heard like, because I've got this like not under my shoulder all the time, especially when I have emotional things mm. going on. And what I just heard, I'll just express this because maybe this can help someone, but like, yeah. I just heard that if I was to go to a massage therapist and maybe did some sound work on that area while they're massaging it, I just heard that while you were saying, but
1: look at that. You have to listen. Right. You just had the answer. When you think like, I've got to call the doctor, are they going to give me naproxen? Or are they going to, why don't they give me this thing? Like, but you just heard the answer of what it's saying that it needs. You don't need to tell the body what it needs. You need to listen to it telling you what it needs.
0: Just listen to your own body all the time. Because I think yeah. this is, well, have one of the hardest times, right? And, you know, a lot of people are talking about different mindfulness techniques, like you said. And I like how you're loose. like, if that doesn't work for you. Whatever it is, listen to it. Because the body's heavy, right? It's <laughs> dense, right? Mm-hmm. And so yep. I feel very... That's why a lot of people want to, like, they say, I want to just go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Or where they go through mm-hmm. that process. It's tired. They get tired of the processing on the emotions, processing the trauma. And then you walk around this heavy thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, so the culture that we have now, your your body maybe doesn't look like everybody else's. And then, you know, the brain is processing all these images, right? And we're kind of walking around scared and sluggish and don't know how mm-hmm. we get these illnesses mm-hmm. and illnesses get become scarier and scarier and scarier and they start to add on top of each other right yeah. yep. so you, yeah. you start with uh, my mom got colitis at like 60 and i was like mom mm-hmm. people get colitis at 60 that's <laughs> this is like randomly you know and it, it's it's energy to me i knew what it i knew what it was and mm-hmm. stuff that she had through but yeah. um how do you, am I kind of representing some? That's.
1: Of that? I think that's ex- that's exactly right. It is the listening to the body, and I I get it that that's there is so much of the programming that's out there, and we're susceptible to it when we're not spending time listening to the messages that we can hear from. Our energetic body from our, you know, I know we moved away, (laughs) we moved away from the hybrid piece. So I hope that's okay. But our energetic bodies are saying things. Our mind is saying things. It's important as well. So if we really just allowed ourselves to hear, and I don't even expect everyone to follow it, just give a chance to hear what it has to say. And it's not always going to say the words to you. It's communicate, all of these bodies communicate in ways that we may not be used to. They may bring something in our environment that shows us something. It may, I may not understand the words. It may be just that I have an intuition to go and do something else. So it's listening to these very subtle cues because healing, deep healing, deep returning home is subtle. Returning home is us wanting to get back to that lightness of our spirit conscious where we know that we're one, where we understand our intimate connection with everyone else. Of course, we all want that. That is exactly what we're trying to get to and live within this body. Because everyone is so focused on going into 5D. We won't even go into like this hierarchical. Everyone's put dimensions into hierarchical category
0: as well. But the point is not to move. It doesn't help help the most of the people that are here right now. They, I mean, no, now you just shattered like their, their forward progress because it seems like too big of a jump. You know, it's, um, In in, we're not jumping out of this
1: being. We're trying (laughs) to expand into the being. That's really what it is. Is trying to because right now there we're squished in the being. We're very tiny. I always make this joke because there's such the memes that they make of aliens are these like weird looking things like arms popping, things popping out of the body. That's because the consciousness has such a high frequency that you have to stuff it in this body. So if you think like trying to stuff it in this body, that's a lot to stuff into. And then when all the patterns start to shut everything down, that being is now small
0: inside this body. Yeah. When I do, when I do healings on people, but I would see little kids like two, year, two years old and I would see sort of their spirit their spirit was so big it doesn't actually fit into the body exactly and that's why they make those memes look so weird exactly. so that's like like sometimes I think they cry because they're not fully in their body but they can't be right. because they're so little I, I don't know if i if that's yes. correct or not, that's what that's i would a, see that's exactly
1: correct and so what we're trying to do because we've been so squished and now that that's so small inside this physical body we're trying to expand that into the physical body we're not trying to like pull out the energy and put it on the outside that's not what i mean it's fine if you want to be if you want to walk out of the physical body that's a fine decision to make that's not a problem but that's a decision you make and that this body isn't available for another someone
0: else to walk into it
1: but when you're not it doesn't mean like oh let's just float outside of the body that's not where this is
0: know, yeah. people do it a lot when they're in fear. So they're just like, oh, this body, especially if they have a severe illness. They, mm-hmm. They're back exactly. like, Through this, I want to go and I I, I have a friend that had, has breast cancer, then had ovarian mm-hmm. cancer for three cool. little kids. She was terrified. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a miracle that day because I was like, can I give you healing? And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. please. And she's getting ready to move back east and all this stuff and get chemo again. And it's spirit, kid and the husband all went upstairs and fell asleep. And I was had 45 minutes, but it was like spirit letting me work on her. Okay. So in fear that her soul, her, she wasn't in her body at all. And I said, you are not even in your body. We're going to bring it in. And I'm not even kidding you. I, I saw the spirit come back in the top of the head and go right into her body. And she felt <laughs> it. She was like, Who? <laughs> Like, that was like. And I'll never forget it because I saw it go like physically and she felt it too. And she was like, I feel so good. I'm in my body. But that is yeah. where we real you know, changes, right? When we're more integrated. Because if you yes. Know, in-
1: yeah. exactly. Ex- yes, exactly. That's yes,
0: exactly.
1: Healthy we- by the way. Now she's
0: healthy and happy and yes. she's cancer free. Okay. So- yeah, But and and the can,
1: the these things are like, There's a reason, like, there's something going on in this body that needs to be paid attention to. And even though the conscious is like, fine, you go pay attention to Like, you pay attention to it. I don't need to. I'm over here. You deal with it. Like, oh, no, we've got to get you all on the same page. We're all here together. We all made an agreement. So let's all sit at this table and come together. You can't just go away. You've agreed to be here. But also, yeah, let's... Let's listen to the body. What is it needing? And how do I need to change my environment to
0: support that? And I think when people feel a deep sense of hopelessness, usually their body, their their body, soul is kind of detached, trying to detach them a little bit. They're not like, so I, I always say that feeling that hopelessness, um, because uh, I, I teetered on thoughts a lot when I was mm-hmm. young. I don't mm-hmm. anymore. But I've, I've learned that it's because I've integrated more of my, like, even when I'm sad and I'm processing emotions, I don't go to that hopelessness place, but it's yeah. because i you're in the body and all of me is working it out. But yes, be, you know, so if, if anybody is feeling hopeless, the first thing is I, I would say is try to call your spirit back into your body and see or see or ask it if it's there. Do you? Yeah.
1: And, and see if you can make the body a safer place for that moment see if you can make the environment a safer place so that maybe the experience like okay all right i can i think i can step back in there i see that something is happening that it feels a little safer to be in that body like maybe you've asked to not go to work that day this is just such a simple day like oh okay you are you're thinking about this uh, okay i can come back in so doing both those like great let's have a talk we're gonna create a safe environment if that is possible and i know that there are plenty of situations where that the environment being safe is not possible that then that's a great question so i and i want to address that because i think there's so much like i yeah i'm sitting in this house and Clearly safe, and I don't have to think about anyone coming in and taking me or anything like that. So, if that privilege is not there, how can we still do that? And part of that is the community around you, is possibly having others to create a circle around you, physically creating a circle around you. And if you don't have that, because the nervous system in the body because we're talking about making the physical body safe the nervous system does not know whether if i could visualize myself skiing right now the nervous system doesn't know that i'm not skiing at the moment it it doesn't know past present or future mm. holy moly i know that's always a big one for people the nervous system does not the nervous system doesn't know time and When I'm allowing the brain to feed that information to the nervous system, right? This is the visualization of like, think of yourself on a sandy beach. And then all of a sudden your body, the sandy beaches, (laughs) starts to relax. Like, why? You're not on a sandy beach. I'm in a rainy, cold Pacific Northwest. But that's what we can do. So we use that tool of the nervous system to make the body think. That it is in a safe place. That's that bottom line tool, like visualization. I love,
0: see, that's why I love this podcast. I learned so much. Never heard that before. And, you know, when I, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of hypnotherapists, I always talk about, like, how does this work and all that stuff. And now I, I'm putting that in there because mm-hmm. you're the nervous system doesn't understand time. <laughs> that before. Yeah. But if you think about it, so when you're going back into a past thought, that's mm-hmm. all from like a past trauma that's all in your mind, right? Right. This, and, yep. Go back to the memory of it and it can reactivate your nervous. Uh,
1: and this is where, this is where we go back to the, why am I reacting to the car, to so this car coming at me? They're not going to hit me. Oh, it's because that it brings mm-hmm. it up in this moment. Oh, that's why. But I know I'm not in that situation. I know you're not, but I have patterned it for that. So that uh, so that's, yes.
0: So I'm relating it to like a full human thing right now. Whereas, you know, for example, you're, I'm going to use relationship-based stuff, but mm-hmm. so you had a bad breakup. A long time ago, right, and you, maybe you 're in something the contract has ended, and you could feel your everything is telling you that you need to be out of this situation, but your memory is going back to that old pain, and you're too afraid to leave this current situation, even though the contract feels complete uh-huh. because your memory is like, oh, it's so painful, i don't want to go through that right now, so let's just try to yeah. keep so, so right it's your kind body of like, even
1: feels that yes,
0: You've,
1: you become. Frozen sometimes even, and then we think, oh, I don't want to feel that. Your body has already felt it. I don't care if your brain says I don't want to feel it. If your brain, your body has already felt it. You're just stopping it from feeling it yet again.
0: Yeah, because it in that situation it would feel like heartache on type of heartache. No. Ooh, right? You're opening well, you old heartaches, find yeah. more, and then it's even worse because. And then you and sometimes these- you, you got to get through it.
1: Sometime you have to go back, and it's this is not re traumatizing or going like we don't have to go through the scenario feeling it again, it's just acknowledging and starting to open up those spaces, having a safe and supportive environment because we don't necessarily this is not something we all like just want to just jump into and do on our own. We need this, we need a witness, we need a witness for this. This is why we have healers, we need witnesses therapists, they're witnesses. Yes, we have training and we are able to know when things are getting too much or not enough and see the signs. But the most important thing is witnessing and being completely present. That is the healing. And so then it allows the person to be seen. Had my mom seen me and I was allowed to say, I'm really sad. He was the only person that meant anything to me. Had she been able to witness that and see that, I could have processed through that instead of having to do it later on.
0: You are just so full of information. And my I, my brain is all going ding, ding, ding. Because <laughs> I love how it's like uh, the true essence of a healer is just to be the witness. I mean, there's other things, right? It's um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to be that, that safe space for someone to process different things. Because I always, always, you know, Saying healer to myself was like, I'm a healer. I never felt personally right mm-hmm. saying it. I but when you're saying that as a healer, if I can just hold space for that person, and then maybe other things that I've learned on the line, right? And, and have my own modalities that actually help move. But if you're just that witness, if you're just that person to hold space for them, and wow, you know what I mean? Like it takes a lot of pressure too. Off of you to think you have to figure out how to do anything, because I would do that. I would just like I'm going to get all my effort. I want to save that person today, and I would just sit there and like put all my effort into you know earlier versions of when I was you know doing healing work. Now I I know I know how to balance it, but I I like people getting into it now. You know they want to like free this person from every one of their woes, and then they go home and they're kind of like exhausted. You know,
1: yeah. And they probably didn't do anything because it's not their place to, yeah. to really be powerful. You start, you, you are able to see it. So the process can start. So the person can be empowered to see that they can go through it and know that what they need to ask for is support and witnessing. That's what we are asking for is support
0: and witnessing. Can you support and witness me as I go through this? And that's the community and the tribe yeah. that is being called to be built again, yeah. where we lost just because of, you know, circumstances of, you know, how, you know, you think of, I like go back to the seventies and the eighties and, you know, and then going on, as you said, the technology was inter, you know, introduced and stuff like okay. that. And we lost tribal and community in a different, we've gotten some good yeah. things back, but we lost that. Where the, you know, so, uh, somebody has a passing and the whole tribe comes together and they sing songs and they dance and they hold each other in the space and they do honoring rituals. Yeah. And they gives that opportunity to those people to really lift, lift up and kind of have that one on one relationship with that person who's passed or whatever. Yeah. Relationship yeah. passed or the friendship that passed. Like these yeah. are all the same kind of feelings that that person is no longer in your life anymore. Sure. Well, and um, and nowadays, a lot of times when w- the uh, people have talked about grief, is they're expected to just get over it in like mm-hmm. a week or, two? Sure. and then kind of like, well, you're still talking about that, and it's you know, but maybe they haven't processed it in a safe way yet.
1: They haven't, but and even as it-
0: played and it could take someone different amounts of time, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, because it's a very these are intimate processes that are occurring within you and that are individual for you every time we go outside to determine what and who and how we should be we've made a mistake
0: what who and how we should be we have made a mistake how to say that again also i really liked that you know the reminder of to not judge and criticize where other people are at and that's a really hard thing for us to do, just currently in the way the world has kind mm-hmm. of taught us to do. You know, mm-hmm. all the media that you read at is judging other people, judging other people mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there' real a lot. There's hardly any real content in the news anymore. That's like nothing. Something that you should put in your brain. Yeah, not supportive, <laughs> but I like the reminder of that because it's easy to do that. So okay. want to hold some space for us and do, is there anything right now that you'd love to transition into something? I feel I'm feeling a little bit like some people might be listening to this and myself included that some things have come up and would you, is there anything mm-hmm. hold space for people right now? Uh, sure. Let's,
1: yeah. So let's, let's drop in. Uh, This doesn't mean, that you need to take any posture or close or open your eyes or do anything other than what you are doing right in this moment. And just pause. Just pause what it is that you're doing in the moment for the next couple of minutes. And allow all the processes that are occurring, that you're feeling temperature, vibration, color, Words, sound, any of those things. Allow the brain to ask any questions. There's nothing to do with the breath. It knows what to do. And what we're going to bring in is the knowing and support that the body has all it needs. That we can trust that and so we feel that directly in the heart when we hear that resonance and the vibration of that we feel that from the front of the heart all the way through the back into the spine and then we allow it to travel up and we feel those moments when there's a break, and some silence. We notice how long we can tolerate that for before something shifts. Before we start vibrating at a different frequency, before our mind starts to say anything, we just notice what the shift is. We don't judge, we just notice the shift. And then we notice when another shift comes. And we see it. And as we begin to see that shift, and then the next shift, and the next on top of that, we begin to notice where, where we start to allow the body its freedom to vibrate and move for the emotions that are starting to become unstuck. We go back to the heart. We go back to that place where our consciousness resides in this present moment. And now we notice the next shift. And all we're doing is watching the waves come in and out as the shifts continually come in and out. We're allowing the flow to occur. There's no need to stop any of it, but yet to ride and move each wave and each flow. And we see what's underneath. We allow our feet to ground into the earth, into the sand. We allow all that consciousness to just continue to drop down in and reside on the planet, on the earth. Allow it to meet us and hold us. And you can take this moment. And as you move into the next, as you move into your day, allow this flow to keep occurring. You can bring yourself back into the room, into the space, into this time as you're ready.
0: Oh yeah! Thank you so much, Yael. Yeah, good cool. nice to meet you today. And I'll be posting all your links and where to find you and all your information below. And so anybody can get in touch with you. It's been amazing to share this hour with you and a many blessings to everybody out there and to yourself as well. Thanks for all the work and the energy that you send to myself mm-hmm. and to everybody thank listening today. And the work we send cool. to you and let you've lightened me in a lot of different ways today. Beautiful,
1: beautiful work. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. Much love. Big hug. Thank you.
0: Bye for now. This has been The Liberated Healer. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.